Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Most mystics, I would say, have had some kind of mystical experience. And I do think that in most cases, our spiritual journey, our awakening begins with some kind of consciousness shifting mystical experience. Yeah, that definitely happened for me. I had a couple of really unexplainable things happen from a young age that propelled me onto my path. Yeah, like it was definitely quite a journey to to trust the calls within. They were there. They, I think we're all intuitive, constantly whispering to us, but acting on it is a whole nother thing. And so my work really now at its essence is helping people to trust the calls within and then act on them. Cause yeah, gosh, I've had amazing teachers who have taught me that creative ideas and intuition is just pointless unless you act on it. You just get so frustrated unless you do. <laughs> Hello, hello, Jemma, Jemma Yomis. It is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. Now, quick announcement I am thrilled to relaunch my shop, Eyes of Aspen. You can go to eyesofaspen.com to check out what I've sold before, which I initially started around this time last year and operated it for a season. And now I'm excited to relaunch it as I've curated a selection of jewelry and journals and more. So feel free to sign up for the newsletter so you know when the store is launched. Of course, I'll also announce it here. I'm also excited to welcome back to the show the incredible, phenomenal Rebecca Campbell. Last time Rebecca and I chatted was back in 2018. I was huddled up in my cozy, teeny, tiny little London flat where I must say I ingeniously turned my mini bathroom into a recording studio for the best acoustics. Oh, the memories there and all the inspiring people I talked to in that little teeny tiny flat I'll never forget. This time though, it was such a treat to engage and look into the eyes of someone whose work has been a guiding light since the early days of my quote unquote spiritual journey back in, I believe I connected with her work in 2015. Just so truly special. And Rebecca, she's a queen who wears many hats. I mean, she's an international best-selling writer and poet healer, ritualist, spiritual teacher, visionary, and mystic. And her work, her influence has graced the pages of Vogue, The Sunday Times, Oprah.com, Psychology's Magazine, just to name a few, just to name a few. And there's a chance you might be familiar with her books like Rise, Sister, Rise, or Light is the New Black, 
or Letters to a Starseed, and her many Oracle decks, her courses, workshops, which have translated into over 20 languages. So Rebecca has touched the lives of countless individuals, helping them heed the calls of their souls and make profound changes. And so in today's episode, we dive deep into her new Inner Temple Mystery School, along with explore the art of writing, the magic of Oracle decks, the practice of channeling, the concept of starseeds, and finding inspiration for unlocking our own creativity. And she also emphasizes the power of taking action on the nudges that we may receive. So it's a conversation packed with insight and inspiration, but also a lot of practical tips and helpful advice. So with all that being said, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Rebecca Campbell. I am beyond excited to have Rebecca Campbell, the beautiful Rebecca Campbell, back on the show. When your team reached out, I was like, yep, this is happening. <laughs> it's such good timing, wasn't it? It was great timing. So what mm. is lighting you up most in this season of your life, Rebecca? Mm. Well, I've just had a daughter, actually. She's like nine months old. And what? she's like, yes. And she's like, just like pure joy, really. Like she's very smiley and bubbly. Um... And like my son, he, he, I wouldn't call him bubbly. He's like, he's got a real depth to him. Like I, I, him and I are very similar, but my daughter is just like, loves life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, she just lights up the room. I love it. <laughs> that is so exciting. A new baby. Wait, what's her sign? She's a Sag. Sag. And you know, her moon and yeah. her rising. Yeah. I know her moon and her, and her rising. Um, so yeah, she's, um, Oh, her Venus is in Capricorn, which I think is, yeah, that says a lot about her. She's like really like grounded and stuff. And then, yeah, she's Libra rising and oh my God, I like totally forget her moon right now. But yeah, yeah, gorgeous. (laughs) No wonder she's so sunny and kind. Yeah, yeah, There's so much joy. What are you? I'm a... I even have my little tattoo right here. I'm a double oh, yeah. Leo. I, I can't move my, I have hyperextended weird arms, so it's hard to shift. So. I do too. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm a double Leo, sun and moon, and then a cancer rising. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, how about you? What are you? I'm Virgo sun, uh, Scorpio rising, and Venus in Scorpio. So a lot of Scorpio, a lot of Libra in my chart, but um, my moon is Aries. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so soon. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> so your journey, you've been an award-winning creative director, now a mystic who's also a best-selling author and a spiritual teacher to hundreds of thousands, if not millions. And so it's very truly inspiring. Your story is truly inspiring. And so can you share what a mystic is and mm. the pivotal moments or experiences that led you to this transition into a path of soulful writing and teaching and just living in your Mm. spirit so yeah for me a mystic is someone who longs to have a direct experience of whatever they call the sacred it might be like goddess god you know intelligent pulse of life whatever that is um the great mystery um and so they know that they can go direct and they're wanting to go direct all the time um so yeah that really is what a mystic is i definitely am a mystic at heart ever since i was really really young i i had this kind of like 
longing um, towards um, just feeling into the great mysteries of life of like, what is the soul? Do we have past lives? What happens when we die? All of that kind of stuff. Um, So it's quite deep from a young age. And yeah, it wasn't really something that like I grew up with. It was just something that I think I came in with. You too? Oh yeah. It just happened. You just know. (laughs) Yeah. You just know. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. And most mystics, I would say, have had some kind of mystical experience. And I do think that in most cases, um, our spiritual journey, our awakening begins with some kind of consciousness shifting mystical experience. Um, so yeah. And yeah, that definitely happened for me. I had a couple of really unexplainable things happen from a young age that propelled me onto my path. And, um, yeah, like it was definitely quite a journey to, to, to trust like the calls within they were there that I think we're all intuitive, constantly whispering to us, but acting on it is a whole nother thing. And, Yeah. And so my work really now at its essence is helping people to trust um, the calls within and then act on them. Because, yeah, gosh, I've had amazing teachers who have taught me um, both in creativity and um, intuition that like creative ideas and intuition is just pointless unless you act on it. You just get so frustrated unless you do. (laughs) 100%. I think that acting on it is one huge part because we all feel these nudges, but I as well struggle with sometimes acting on it. It seems as though from an outside perspective are so good on the execution of whatever you channel or whatever nudges you receive from, is it angels? Is it the universe? Whatever nudges and whispers you happen to receive, it seems like you're like, oh, I need to do this and I can help people in this way. Like you recently created the Temple Mystery School, which is for mystics and also channelers and healers, intuitives, artists. And so I'm curious first, what was the nudge or the moment you received this little whisper to create this school? And why did you create it? Mm. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that, like, yeah, I, it, you just act on it and it happens really fast, but never does for me. <laughs> but it seems like that at the end, right. because once you actually embody it, it's like, it seems effortless. <laughs> um, but for, for that training, um, it was back in 2016, where I had a very clear vision for it. It was actually during um, uh, chanting. I'd been studying um, chanting for um, that year. And yeah, I was in like a week long <laughs> chanting kind of thing. Each day we were chanting for hours on end. And I kept on seeing this school that I'd be creating. And I just, I, I, each time I went to create it, I just couldn't find the form. Um, and I kept on deepening and I changed a lot during that time. And there are different parts of my studies that kind of wove themselves together. Um, but it wasn't until I think it must have been 2020 or 2021 even that um, I started getting the very, very clear guidance that I needed to close down one of my programs that had been my the, the main part of my teaching um, in order to create space, because it was a lot for me to hold. I'm, I'm really hands-on with my students. And it took me about nine months to actually follow that guidance. <laughs> but when I did, within one week, 
it was like I got the full download of the structure. It's a nine-month training. We do a couple of foundational modules. Then we go through six different mysteries. And the structure came in. And for me, I always need the structure. And then the downloads can come. And so, yeah, from like 2016 is when I when I first got the, the clear guidance. I knew it was going to happen. It was a definite call. I didn't doubt the call. But the form didn't come in until and I think it's part of it as well like a mystery school is a big thing to hold as well and so I definitely needed time to integrate what it was about and me being able to hold it and and to 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 guide others through it as well so it really um the school opened its first enrollment in 2022 um and yeah this October where it's the third third round of um students coming in so I have chills. I don't know if you can see, but that is amazing. And I mean, that happened then a couple of years before we even chatted. And I had no idea that soon you're going to be having a inner temple mystery school. I joined the wait list. Everyone can join the wait list right now, I believe, right? Yes, exactly. And so how do we know, by the way, if this is something we might feel called Mm. to this experience? Mm. Well, I think, um, first of all, it's like a longing, um, to really harness and deepen your intuitive gifts and properly live an intuitive life, like in that like enchanted sense. So it's like you're kind of, you know, those moments where you feel like you're properly connected to whatever you call it, whether it's the universe or nature or spirit guides or whatever, you're like, whoa, I'm literally in flow with the magic. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a yearning to do that. Um, it's definitely a really practical experiential training. And so you're going to have like a direct experience with the sacred. We work a lot with um, nature and spirit guides of nature as well. I love that. <laughs> like we, we do also go cosmos and star and all of that, um, moon, etc. But we're, we're looking for the sacred that's already here. Um, because that's how we have an embodied experience of the sacred and that's how we can really act on our, our intuitive gifts. So yeah, we work with different guides in nature as well as, um, beyond as well. Yeah. That is amazing. (laughs) I love this. And this sounds like something that a lot of listeners who are listening to this would be very interested in because it sounds like our cup of tea indeed I'm also curious you have these mysteries Mm. that I guess after each course or I don't know if you can explain the structure of that but Mm. we will embody the wisdom and the energies of the mystery with a dedicated ceremony and that really piqued Mm. my interest I'm curious you mind expanding on these ceremonies what they are like yeah so so what we do there's the first two months which is the the foundational modules which is like way of the mystic and um essentially attuned to the sacred that is all around us and then um we go into the the six different mysteries which are um we've got rose we've got water stones trees um star cosmos moon and yeah and um we really connect in with that sacred intelligent pulse that's woven through all of life. So it's the same impulse that tells flowers when to open and close, the seasons to come and go, the planet to spin. And so what we're really doing is working with these different um, uh, spirit guides of nature, inviting them to be our guides. So we're developing a deep and intimate relationship with them um, and having a direct experience of the sacred 
through them. So it's as if we, once we begin working with them, then we've got them as guides for life. Have you ever seen a student struggle to connect before and then finally eventually open up? Because I feel like Mm. there's us that might feel intimidated or not confident enough in our Mm. ability to nature or the rose or whatever it is. Mm. Yeah, totally. And I think this is why we also are working with some of the guides are in the seen world. So flowers and water and because so often I think that we can feel like the sacred's like just out of reach or the spirits are out of reach. But when we work with it in the physical, like here's here is an example, right? So um one of the one of the modules that um, I think can be the most transformative is water. Um, because yeah if you actually look at it, it's freaking everywhere. It's within all living things. Like nothing on earth can live without water. And so then when you actually go into that and and develop a sacred relationship with water and see water as sacred, and then you discover all of these amazing mysteries around it where it, it, it holds thought, it um, holds consciousness, that the water on the planet is actually even more ancient than the planet, we then begin to develop a relationship of like as above, so below, so cosmos and earth. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, okay. That sounds very magical. And this is an online experience. Yeah, it's online and then we meet for classes too. And like another one which I think is really powerful is um, the rose. And, you know, we work with like flowers and flowers are beautiful. I think connecting with nature and beauty actually is a gateway for the soul. It's a way for us to um, have a mystical experience in that sense of, and I think everyone has had this, where whether you've gazed up at the night sky or just like, you know, looked at a beautiful rose and kind of gone, oh my God, that is so gorgeous. Um, We enter into this state of awe and nature teaches us to do this. I think nature is the best teacher for trusting your intuition. And actually, if you connect with nature, you're instantly connecting in the present moment because nature has no past and future. Whereas us, obviously, we're constantly thinking about the past and then the future. And so it's a wonderful gateway for us to connect in with our intuition but the rose in particular is um, a very ancient symbol of the goddess of the feminine Um, for thousands and thousands of years the feminine was uh, like separated from our sacred worship Um, she went underground and the rose actually is an ancient symbol for her so we're working with mystical symbols as well as it the physical and spiritual i love this that's so beautiful (laughs) and you also work with crystals yeah so when we work with so the mist the stones mysteries that in in encapsulate so we're like we're working with like ancient stones as well as yet crystals too that's amazing I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or 
somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara, and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free, and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Your course emphasizes experiential exploration of the great mysteries of life. So how are these mysteries benefiting those who are participating? How do they benefit their spiritual practice and their soul-led endeavors? Mm. Well, when we enter into a state of awe and wonder and like childlike play, um, we're, we're essentially loosening our grip on the linear certainty of like, this is this is the truth. This is the only truth. And, um, and it's basically control, right? So when we loosen our grip on that, then we, by default, are uh, uh, surrendering to the intelligent pulse of life. The, you know, this thing that the cosmos means like ordered universe, right? We, we don't understand what is happening, but we know that something is happening. And so when we open our mind, it's through opening our mind or, or loosening our grip or releasing what we know for sure, this is where spiritual awakening happens because it really, it begins in the mind and then goes to the heart. And then, you know, it's, we, we think, I, you know, I, when I had my first, what I called dark night of the soul, when I look back now, it was actually a dark night of the ego of the mind, you know, because it's like everything, this is what I thought the world was, but actually it's this, 
Yeah. So it's all part of the awakening process, right? 100%. I noticed when I let go of a lot of the dogma, first it was the mm. LDS or the Christian dogma. And then I let go of that. Then I was a little bit atheist, let go of that and just open into spirituality. But there were some dogmatic beliefs I had in spirituality and then totally. surrendering to the possibilities that maybe not all of that is true. Maybe some of it is true. It's wild how letting go of that has just helped me awaken to actually more of having an open heart and having more compassion for everything. Yeah. Because I felt so rigid before. Exactly. And so I felt like it was a block. It totally. Yeah. The more we're certain and cling to things, the more trapped we actually are. And to live a soul-led life or the mystic, mystic is the 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 path of the heart. You know, you're led by the heart. And the heart is intuitive, it's intelligent. Um, and yeah, the more that we can release what we know for sure. And, um, as a teaching I, I do in the mystery school, um, a couple of them, but one of them is, um, living the question. So what question are you living into? So you enter into this intuitive life, this intuitive, like dance with life every single day, rather than being, cause what, what stops most people from living in an, an intuitive life, um, or a heart led life is they're waiting to know for certain what the right thing is to do. And so often we are all intuitive. We all receive, whether we are aware of it or not, visions, guidance, all of that constantly. But in some way, exactly, exactly, little nudges, little knowings, um, you know, it might be just like where what you're yearning towards or what you're yearning for, for example. But what stops most people live is they're looking for the step-by-step plan before even taking the first step. But it takes faith to, to trust that, to properly live from the heart. But when we do, and I know that like, it's what you're describing with the geodes and nature. And, you know, I know it's how you live your life where it's like, you're led by this, I'd call it like the golden thread of your life destiny of your life (laughs) the golden thread of your life there is your author in you your writer in you your (laughs) articulate being in you since I have you here obviously I need to ask you some questions for those who are dreaming of writing or creating Mm. oracle decks I just feel like you are going to have a lot of great guidance in that way and also do you kind of help with that in your course at all or help people just tap more into their creativity and open up that sense yeah so in the in the mystery school, there's there's a couple of exercises that we do, which have um, they are ancient practices, Ooh. like practiced in many different traditions, <laughs> okay. but they're ones that I innately like discovered and then learned about after, if you know what I mean. Of course, of course. <laughs> One of them, the Celtic word for it is kithing, which is essentially you're connecting in with the consciousness of a plant. So, for example, a flower or a tree and receiving guidance and wisdom from that part of nature, for example. Um, there's other ones, um, practices that we do, like you've probably heard, heard of these before, like, uh, water gazing or scrying. So you're, you're basically, it's all the ancient oracles used to do this, where you learn to use um, water, whether it's like in nature or just in a, in a, in a bowl, um, as a tool to receive guidance. Um, and, you know, some people then go on and do that professionally. Um, but all of these things were things that I had done in my creative process. Like I was a creative director before doing this work now. <laughs> and um, 
yeah, I would like walk along the beach in the morning before going to work, praying for ideas to come and let the water and the waves kind of inspire me in that way. So <coughs> we do lots of practices like like that in it. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm also, I'm working on, it's not going to be out till next year, but I, I am working on a um, card um, reader course where I've got a bonus on how to create Oracle cards too. But that, that's not going to be till next Feb. <laughs> 2024? Yeah. I mean, that's coming kind of right it's, up. It's close enough, isn't it? Yeah, I'm working on it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. I haven't done water gazing, but I've done a lot of fire gazing. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I Amazing. think it's the Leo. Fully. <laughs> <laughs> so you've also mentioned the importance of being led, of course, by your intuition in creating and also in writing. So I'm curious if you can provide some practical tips right now for those who really want to trust in that experience as they write and act Mm. upon these intuitive nudges in their creative work. Yeah. So I think the thing with writing, uh, and I'm assuming it'd be like in a similar genre. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. I'm assuming. So what I, what I, um, what I suggest you do, um, is write to yourself like a younger version of yourself. Um, because when you do that, when you're writing directly to someone like a real someone, it can be felt in the heart. I think when you're starting to write or teach or we're doing anything like that, that's like a bit new, um, we can feel like we need to be an expert. Um, But when someone reads that writing, like I'm trying to teach you rather than connect with you, you can feel it, you know? And so yeah, so the the easiest way, and I think, you know, if you just share what is true for you, share what you wish you knew, obviously on a particular topic. But yeah, that's how I've written all my books. Um, I, before I start a new project, I um, kind of like plot out the timeline of, of my life on that particular topic. So say my second book, Rise, Sister Rise, for example, um, I like plotted different, different ages with, and, and kind of wrote, um, for every age, like say me at seven, me at 14, me at 20, whatever, what did I most need to hear then? And then you've got your ideas of like all the different chapters. And then you're like, Oh, who am I writing this one to? And it's amazing because like, I have found that, um, cause you might think, Oh God, if I'm writing to a seven year old, like is a 70 year old going to be able to connect with it? But it does, it does because there's something that connects us all. And yeah, the age thing just kind of goes out the window, but you can feel it when it's the same thing. The mystic is the part of the path of the heart. If you're speaking from your heart, it can be felt. So beautifully said. Oh my gosh. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like that makes sense as well, because well, as we, open up to these books or reading, I do sometimes feel my, I mean, especially like the traumas or the heartache or the life experiences of my mm. seven-year-old self or my eight-year-old self. Right. And, you know, she's, she's reading this, this too. So I think that's beautiful. And mm-hmm. that is the way to connect instead of feel like you're being preached to or your listeners or audience are being preached totally. to. Now, oracles, of course. So each oracle typically carries a unique message and symbolism. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, how do you go about choosing or creating the imagery and the words that resonate with the energy of each card? Mm. Well, I definitely work as a channel. So, um, and but I am quite grounded and practical too. And so I kind of oscillate between the two. It all 
um, I'm a I'm a projector human design. So it has to start with an invitation. It tends to be like an inner invitation or a, you know, spirit guide type invitation. Um, um, but yeah, it can't be just like something I think up, if you know what I mean, because that will be a really good way of doing it. It has to come from within. And often it doesn't make that much sense. I'm like, what? But you could feel, I can feel the energy. So I work energetically in that way. Then um, I tend to... Um, I do a, a mood board and um, I'll, I'll have a very good idea of like the way I want the deck to look and the color palette and all of that. Um, I, I will, I'll always have an Apple note where I'm just like jotting down or post-it notes, which I always have, have up in my wall of all the different card titles. They tend to come first. Um, and then I'll do a mood board on each card. Um, which I'll then share with the artists that I'm working with. And um, yeah, and then sometimes they'll bring something completely new. Um, but I tend to have, in most cases, um, that's how I've worked. Not all cases, but yeah, in many cases. And then um, sometimes for some of the Oracle cards, um, they are, I'll have a very clear visual of what I want it to be because sometimes it's like literally like a mystical experience that I've had and I'm like I know what it's going to look like and the artists will always bring their thing to it but but there are a couple like in my starseed oracle I'm thinking there's two there's the I remember card um which is based on a um an experience I had where I was I had a past life regression where I regressed to like the moment before this life choosing my incarnation. So it was like very particular and I would like draw it and talk about it. And another one called fall into my arms, which is, um, uh, yeah, another experience that I had. And again, it was like very specific, whereas other cards, um, is more of a collaboration or, or the artist will receive a download themselves. Um, so yeah, it, it varies a bit, but yeah. I do receive in visuals though. I, I always have. And I think that was really why I'm like with my creative director background as well, working as an art director too. I, um, I, I really, that's why I wanted to create Oracle cards just to get the thing, like my visions out of my head yes. and just into the world. <laughs> I was going to ask about that, how you receive your information, because I'm also a projector and I oh. wait for the invitation. I didn't realize, I mean, I've, I realized in time, I was like, oh, I can wait for, you know, nudges from, from spirit. Yeah. But I sometimes still, I'm like, is that my spirit guide or is that my mind? <laughs> I know it's, it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. Cause I can actually think of a, um, an example just recently where I did receive an inner invitation and is very divinely guided, but then I could see an opportunity for it to happen. And I think if I had have waited even just a week, it would have turned out completely different. And so I think with being projector, there is like, there is definitely the inner invitation as in like, do this from spirit or whatever. And then, but then there is there is also the outer invitation of whether it's the publisher or whatever, but then the inner guidance might be like, send an email here, look up this. But I think the thing with us as projectors with receiving intuition is that, yeah, it's like really ascertaining what is intuition and what is will. 
Thank but you. But it's a constant. <laughs> but, but we need to act as well. Yes. So it's this total dance that we. Yeah. It's a wild dance. Hustle is not <laughs> what we should do. That's mm. the thing to remember. Yeah. And because I think we can hustle, but it exhausts us. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is exhausting. And I, I don't really, I, I, I don't like hustling. So it's mm-hmm. me when I heard that I have to do, I was me like, too. great. Perfect. So good. (laughs) But I'm also jealous of those that have that nudge and I'm jealous that they get to participate in that hustle culture because I feel like people are just thriving there all the time. I'm like, oh, that's great. I know. I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. And I've got, I've got two kids who are manifesting generator and generator. Amazing. I'm like, oh my God, both my husband and I are um, projectors. It's exhausting. Wow. Oh my gosh. Now I need to know what my boyfriend is. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked that up. So I also have to ask, I have to ask about star seeds. Mm-hmm. At first, I'm curious, how would you describe a star seed? And also where do you know you or feel you come from? Mm. So for me, um, my uh, understanding of what a star seed is has like been evolving over time. I used to was like be certain and be careful when you're certain. Um, that that a star seed is someone who whose home is elsewhere that like from a planet galactic sense right so that was what I was certain of when I first discovered the concept and it just felt so true in my heart um I think just this acknowledgement of like this yearning for someplace else and some and memories like I'm trying to express in my oracle decks like I had these visual visions like that were just within me like where did they come from you know then the more I studied it and the more people I I I don't do readings now but I I did many many years of doing intuitive readings as well um, and had a lot of starseed souls come to me and what I started to discover is that starseeds um have some kind of longing for someplace else. They have some kind of like um, soul history of elsewhere. Now, I used to think it was like, I am Mintakan or I am from Pallades. I am this, I am that. But I don't believe that in a binary way anymore. So I want to explain it like this. So I grew up in Australia. I moved to London when I was what, like 25. And then I now live in Somerset, um, lived here in England again, in the countryside, um, five years ago, every place that I've, I've, I've lived has really influenced me. Even like I was just in New York on the weekend. I love traveling, going to New York city, many other places that I've traveled to as well. All of them have left an imprint on me. And so from a starseed soul perspective, I think the same exists. And I also believe that many souls have gone to different parts of the universe as well, the cosmos, to study, to learn, to grow, as well as maybe just chill out. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Do do you talk about the star seeds in your course? Yeah, that we've got a um one of the mysteries is cosmos um and the other and, and another mystery is soul. And so we touch on it kind of in both actually. Yeah. That's very cool. I actually really resonate with how you said this cuz when 
I still, when it comes to star seeds, I don't know. I have so much. I told you I had fire, but I have a mm. ton of earth. And I've always mm. felt like, oh, earth is my place. Right. <laughs> you know, I really do. I do. Yeah. I feel so grounded here and connected yeah. here. And I've had many lives here. Mm-mm. I could see myself having relations with, uh, you know, star seeds. Mm-mm. So I don't know. I don't know where I am there yet. Mm. But I definitely good. believe in it. Yeah, good question. <laughs> um, so before we move on to a quick rapid fire, do you have anything else you want to say about inner temple, temple mystery, mystery school. school uh well just yes. if you feel the call head over to rebecca campbell.me forward slash mystery school um and um yeah i'm also going to be doing a free um channeling series and a few other things so yeah just just follow me and um yeah there's lots of and, and nature spirit um workshop as well so i've got a, a few free stuff coming up too i noticed that and also that will be in the mm-hmm. show notes wait i'm curious what your channeling mm-hmm. experience is like how do you get into the mm-hmm. zone? Well, um, it is something that that I tend to do the most easily in nature um, because, again, I think it's the present moment stuff. Um, and, yeah, before I channel, um, I'll always say a little prayer, um, which I, I, I teach in the mystery school and, and in my series as well. But essentially you just want to um, – attuned to uh spirits of the highest realm um but also just clear your energetic space um so i I do that now i do that very very quickly i used to do it through doing like a um like an altar and saying a prayer but i did do it now like in an instant um i think anything like that like even i used to use pendulum in my um intuitive work Um, but I don't need the pendulum anymore. So these tools are so, so helpful to bring us to the direct experience, but we, we're not reliant on the tools to have the, the connection. So it's just like, um, working out your intuitive muscles at first, you kind of need to go to the gym and do, do the push-ups or whatever to get the, get the six pack. And then you just sustain it. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Cause now I see my friends who channel, they just go right into it. Cause I feel like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you understand that connection at some point and just can snap into it. It's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Um, rapid fire. So coffee Mm -hmm. or tea? Coffee, definitely. Black, strong. (laughs) Black, strong. Look at you. (laughs) Favorite form of body movement? Oh, I'd say like kind of like dance, but it's not like, you know, clubbing, dancing, more just kind of like quite feminine dance. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't picture that. When Rebecca Campbell is saying dance, I'm not picturing twerking Ah! anything. I'm definitely picturing like a goddess flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where is your happy place? Oh, I'd say in the garden with the flowers. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Animal that you connect with most, if any. Mm. I think the snake. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I used to have a pet snake. Caught it myself. Did you? Named oh, my goodness. Very cute. Do you have a morning routine? You know, I did, um, but then I had very young kids. And so my morning routine, I don't have the morning routine, like the first thing in the morning, but I have um, when I, like, once I've dropped them off or, or yeah, they're taken care of. So it's like a mid-morning routine now. <laughs> 
Beautiful. Mid-morning routine. Beautiful. And if you could gift everyone you know a book, excluding one Mm. of your own, what would it be? I'd say You Could Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. That's classic. So good. That's legendary. (laughs) Um, If you were able to whisper something in the ear of your 20-year-old self, Mm. what do you think you would tell her? Mm. Yeah, it's never too late. I love that. I still need to say that to me. Mm. So this is the last question that I ask all the Euro Magic guests. How would you advise your own magic listeners to create their own magic? Mm, I think just spend even just like two minutes a day with your soul, with yourself, like connecting and then think of one little baby step you can take each day to act on it. That is great practical advice from a Virgo. <laughs> That's a great practical <laughs> advice. <laughs> Where can everyone connect with you? Yeah, just head over to RebeccaCampbell.me um, or, yeah, I'm all over social too. She's all over the social media. Mm-hmm. So I just have to say that I was so excited and nervous and I had all the flutters about uh, butterflies because I was going to talk to you and I've obviously been, you know, connecting with your work for, man, over half a decade now. So connecting with you means the absolute world to me. And our conversation today has just been nothing but expanding and heart opening. And you're just such a radiant light. And thank you so much for coming back on the show. It means the absolute world to me. And I hope that we connect again someday. Yay. Me too, Raquel. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh, good. 944. I was hoping that we did well. (laughs) Oh, bless. Yomis, that is a wrap. I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop, eyesofaspen.com. Connect with the other Your Own Magic listeners. We would love to see more conversations started on the Your Own Magic Facebook group. So with all that being said, thank you so much again for tuning in and I hope you have a magical rest of your day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.